You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. So last week, um, I talked about how important it is to discover and walk in our God-given purpose. And uh, His purpose gives us, it, it gives us meaning, it gives us life, and it brings fulfillment. Truly, that's what His purpose brings. I know in my own life, many times living without purpose. And in a real hurry, I discovered that that I wasn't very excited to kind of keep going. But when, but, but when I began to walk in the purposes that God had for me, I wanted to get up every morning. I wanted to pursue the things that he had for me because there was meaning, there was life and purpose to my life. And, and uh, so we want to to walk in our purpose and yet in discovering and walking in that purpose we need to contend um in the leading up to that we need to contend for our purpose and we're going to kind of continue with this theme of contending for breakthrough uh tonight um even though the daniel fast ended um this morning you know last week we 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 talked about Hannah in the in book of first samuel and how she she longed to have a child, and yet we see in the scriptures that the Lord had closed her womb. And and in that time of the Lord closing her womb, she faced she faced many 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 challenges. But instead of instead of giving in to the the negative talk of this rival, which I kind of wonder if maybe this rival was saying it's never going to happen for you. You're never going to actually attain that purpose. I don't know if you guys have ever been there when you're pursuing your purpose and the enemy steps in and goes, it's not going to happen. You're not going to walk in that purpose. We begin to believe those lies. I believe that, that she probably was saying something along those lines. It's not going to happen for you. Some of the other things was, uh, you know, she could have simply embraced this sort of man-made pleasures that her husband was offering to her. And she could have, she could have accepted that and walked in that. But she kept her eyes on her, on the purpose. She, she continued to contend for what God had for her. And I believe as a church, we need to, as individuals, but also as a church, we need to be contending and we need to be keeping our eyes focused on what the Lord has for us as a, as individuals and us as a church in this community and around. Hannah was, uh, and is an example to us of the importance of walking through the process, knowing that God is with us through it. He, he promises to journey with us so that we can walk in that purpose that he has for us. And the truth is that on the other side of the process, as we go through the process, on the other side of that, is the promise that he has for us. And, you know, it's the process to the promise that prepares us to walk in the purposes that he has for us. So it's the process to the promise that prepares us to walk in our purpose. And we want to be a people that embrace that process. And I understand sometimes the process to the purpose, you know, is sometimes challenging, is sometimes messy is sometimes uh is sometimes ugly sometimes it's really pleasant 
but it's that process and he calls us to, to journey through that so that we can really be equipped and ready to do what he's called us to do. And, uh, and sometimes in that, in that, um, in that process, it's, it's where we just need to hang on and just say, I know God that you're with me. And so I, I trust you in this, even though I'm not enjoying it very much. So tonight we're going to look at the parable of the persistent widow. And I feel like it's a really great passage for us, um, simply because God calls us to persist, to be persistent in the things that he has for us. And, um, you know, I believe that in the life of a church and maybe in your own personal life, there are moments where we have special emphasis on being people that persist where we have special emphasis on, in particular right now about breakthrough and contending. And, um, and so I believe there's a place for that. Um, but I believe God desires us to, that, that we would not just simply contend occasionally, but that we would really make that a lifestyle. That contending would not be a theme that we do for 21 days as we kind of finish up this Daniel fast, but that contending would be a regular part of our lives, that we would not be people that simply coast, but we would be people that continue to, to, to just call on God and continue to say, God, we want to see breakthrough. We want to see breakthrough. We want to see breakthrough. And, uh, and so God wants this to be more than simply, like I say, a theme, but he wants it to be a lifestyle. And so, so I thought this would be a great scripture to sort of wrap up what we've been talking about, uh, in regards to contending um, or contending for breakthrough. So, as we uh, turn with me to uh, Luke 18. Luke 18, 1 to 8. And uh, this, is, this is what it says. And I'm reading out of the NIV. Again, Luke 18, verses 1 to 8. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep, will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? on the earth. And just to sort of prove my point this morning or this evening as we as I talk about God wants us to be a people that contend not as a theme but as a lifestyle is simply those words where who cry out to him day and night. It's like there's this ingredient for us that we would be a people that would cry out to him day and night. So the first thing uh Jesus says, because he's speaking to his disciples in this particular passage, is he says, always pray. Always pray. 
And I, I guess for me, if you hear nothing else this evening, remember that prayer is truly the things, prayer is what truly changes things. And I have to admit, I am, I am, prayer is not my strong point at times. Maybe some of you can relate to that. But I do know enough that, that when I do pray and when I, uh, it's in those times that I really see God move in areas of my life and in the lives of those around me. Because prayer truly works and it is the, it, it is the one thing that is so incredibly important for us as believers to be doing. First John 5, 14 and 15, and it'll be up on the screen, says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for. I mean, that's a, an incredible passage of scripture for us to hang on to tonight. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And, and then, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for. His will is that we would be healed emotionally and physically. His, his will is that your relationships would be restored. His will is that salvation would come to every heart. His will is that, that you would experience financial breakthrough in your life. That's his will. His will is that you would find employment. His will is that you would, would simply know, uh, not know him, but, or know of him, but that you would truly know him. That you would come to a place of, of deep revelation in your heart, that it wouldn't be just something you hear about or something that you read on a passage, but you would begin to experience the presence of God regularly in your life. That, is his will for our lives. He wants to see that breakthrough take place in your life. And those, those things that I've mentioned, and there's, there's many other things, are things that, that are according to his will. They're, they're things that he wants to see happen in your life. So when we're praying about those things, we can, we can hold on to them and say, God, I'm going to keep contending until I see breakthrough in this area because I know that it's your will. I know that's what you desire for me. I know that you want me to walk in this or walk in that. I know that. Or maybe it's for a friend or somebody that you know. Maybe it's a, it's a friend that doesn't know Christ. You can know that God's will is that everyone would come to repentance. In Exodus 17, there's a story about how the Israelite army defeats the Amalekites. And the, the story describes, um, to us that when, when Moses had his arms raised to the Lord, the Israelites were winning in battle. But as soon as, as soon as he would lower his arms, they would begin to lose. Maybe you remember this story. But closer to the end of the day, so basically Moses, hands are up, things are going good. Hands are going down, things start kind of not being as good. And then closer to the end of the day, Moses gets tired. And uh, I'm sure holding your arms up all day long, you would get tired. And so he's, he's got his arms up, but they begin to get tired. He begins to grow weary. And in that moment, we read in the scripture that, that 
Aaron and her held his hands up until the Amalekites were defeated. So the people came around him and they began to hold his arms up so that they would be able to see the victory. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need to be that for each other. Sometimes we're able to hold our arms up for ourselves and contend and believe for breakthrough. And sometimes we need people to come around us. And that's where it's so important that we, that we gather in life groups. That's why it's so important that we come together on Sunday evenings. It's why it's so important that we allow people into our lives so that they can come around and, and lift you up and, and so that you can walk in the victories that God has for you. And so, so when his hands were raised, there was victory. And when his hands were lowered, they begin, they began to lose. But at the end of the day, the Israelites in this particular passage defeat the Amalekites. And Moses' hands raised was a sign to God of complete dependence on him. For us today, our victories lie in a continued posture towards prayer. Our victory, when we, when we, when we pray, we can, we can know that we're going to walk in victory. Because, because when we're praying, we're praying God's will for our lives and he promises to bring victory into those areas. Our prayers are like Moses' arms in the air to God. Prayer is the main ingredient, I believe, for breakthrough. That's why I believe, you know, it's, it's a great idea to raise our hands during worship time. You know, sometimes people aren't really comfortable doing that. Sometimes we feel maybe forced to do that. I don't think that happens here. But I love raising my hands in worship because for me, it's this, this regular sign to God. I'm so dependent on you. You know, in my heart, I may say that because some people may go, well, I'm raising my hands in my heart. And, and I, I understand that. I respect that. That's cool. But when I physically put my hands up in the air, as Moses physically put his hands up in the air, it's this declaration to God, I need you. I cannot do this on my own. I surrender to you fresh right now. I need you to, to be operating in my life. I am completely 100% dependent on you. And that's where, that's where Moses was at. And that's where we need to be at, where we are just so dependent on him. As I mentioned before, in a, a, you know, maybe a few weeks ago, breakthrough happens in private and it manifests itself in public. And, and we see Jesus modeled this. How often did he go off to a solitary place to be with the Father? He would seek the Father and then he would go out and he would do what the Father had called him to do. And in the same way, that's what God calls us to do, to seek him in prayer, in private. Maybe as a corporate gathering on Tuesday nights, different times when we have prayer. And then we step out in the things with boldness and courageous, knowing the Father is with us, calling us to do the things that he's called us to do. And so Jesus modeled that. And so as a church, he's calling us to do the same, that we would be a people that would pray, and that would be our our priority um, as we live this life for Christ. So the first thing we read in this passage of scripture is that is the importance of being a people that pray and pray always. The second thing Jesus says to the disciples is is this. He says don't give up. So pray always and don't give up. And I I recognize in some ways this is really elementary. Right? And yet this is so foundational. Prayer and not giving up. It's so foundational. It's, you know, it's, it's so elementary and yet 
for me and maybe for you guys, sometimes we, we give up or accept things when things aren't working out. How many of you been there? When you've maybe just given up or just said, ah, maybe it's just meant to be this way. So I'm just going to leave it alone. God calls us though to, to not give up, to keep contending. Maybe sometimes it's like we use prayer as, as the, as the second option. I mean, I've been there so many times. And, uh, but God calls us to, to make prayer the first, the first priority. And to, and to make prayer not something that we turn to when we're in crisis. But that we would make prayer just a regular part of our lives. So that it's not about God, come and help me in this situation, but the rest of my life I'm, I'm fine with. But that we would make prayer a priority so that there's just this continued dialogue between you and the Father, between you and Christ. So prayer needs to be right there and obviously not giving up. Jesus, Jesus calls us to contend, to keep going, to keep believing. That's, that's what he speaks about when we, there was a passage in, in Matthew where he talks about to ask and to seek and to knock. He just reminds us of that over and over, to ask and seek and knock. The posture we're to take when we're contending is, is the posture of, of Wanting something really bad. And I've, I've said this before, but I wanted to say it again. You know, if you have kids or, or maybe just personally you've really wanted something in, in your life and, and may not have anything to do with the Lord or His kingdom, but it's just stuff. We just really want stuff. And when we want that, whatever it is, it completely consumes our mind. And, uh, I know, again, with my kids, they, they don't give up. They, they keep going and they persevere until they get what they want. And, uh, and I, I shared with you guys about Silas and, and how he, he really wanted this full arsenal kit. And, uh, and it just didn't matter what we were doing. I could, we, whether we were, you know, just sitting at home, it would just come up in conversation. Uh, every time we went to the shops, it was like, let's go and look here. You know, every time we went and played football, it was like, if I just had that kit, I would be able to play better, I would look better, I would, everything would be better. It's just like, it consumed his mind until the day that Kyle and I got him this football kit. With his name on the back and a number, and he's just thrilled to bits. But it consumed his mind. It was, he just was not going to give up. He was just gonna do whatever he could do to make sure that we hadn't forgotten that he needed this football kit. And I think sometimes with the Lord, it's like he hasn't forgotten, but he calls us to ask and seek and knock, and he just calls us to be persistent, and he calls us to just keep contending, and he keeps he calls us to just just to kind of keep going no matter what. In this parable um, of this persistent widow. She wanted justice against her adversary. And finally, this wicked judge says, I don't fear God, and I don't care about men, but I will see that she gets justice, so she won't wear me out. And then Jesus takes this story, he is told, and he says this, And will not God bring about justice? Will he keep putting them off? It's like he just makes it so clear in scripture that just to keep going, he will not put us off. He will, he will 
make that happen at some point, that breakthrough that you are contending for. When we contend according to God's will, he will come through. That's the promise of the scripture to us tonight. And I know, I know that many times it's like, yeah, but, but that hasn't happened yet. It's been a year. It's been two years. It's been six months. It's been a month. It's been, but God's word is what we need to, to listen to as the promise, not kind of our situation or our circumstance. So if your breakthrough hasn't happened yet, my encouragement to you would be to not give up, to keep going, to, to keep believing for the things that God has, um, has, has for you. You know, a few, a number of Sundays ago, we had a word that just said, God's, God works for the good of those who love him. That scripture out of Romans, uh, 12, I believe. And, and, and the reality is that if your situation isn't good yet, then God is not finished, so keep contending. That's the reality, is that God wants to work for the good of those who love him. So if it's not good yet, he's not finished. There's something going on, and God's still working in that situation. So the third thing Jesus says to the disciples is this, be people of faith. He says to the disciples, will I find faith on the earth when the Son of Man comes? In other words, will we be people of faith? That's what he's asking. And you know, this is not about the quantity of our faith, but it is about who we're putting our faith in. You know, sometimes I feel like my faith is even smaller than a mustard seed, and that's really, really small. But it's not about that. It's about, it's not about the quantity. It's about, it's about who I'm putting my faith in. And, um, you know, when we first moved to England, um, Eden, Eden had a, a few, a few seizures right when we first moved here. And as parents, that really, that really shook us. That really upset us. That really was one of those things like, how could this possibly be happening? You know, one of those moments where it's like, God, we've moved all the way here because we're following your will and now this. And how many times has that happened in people's lives? Right? Maybe not the same situation, but you're like, God, I, I stepped out and I'm, I'm doing this and, and now that? Come on. What's going on here? And that's how we felt. We just felt really shaken, I guess, in, in many ways. And yet, at the same time, we knew exactly where to turn. We knew what to do. And you know, it was in that moment, in those times of prayer, that it wasn't really the amount of faith that we had. It wasn't even how well we prayed. Because you know what? Sometimes I feel like I'm an absolutely horrible, terrible prayer. I just, sometimes I feel like I'm just muddling my words and I don't know what I'm saying. And sometimes I'm just babbling or it just doesn't make sense. So, but it wasn't about the quantity of my faith and it wasn't even how eloquent my faith or my, my prayer was. It was just, I knew who to turn to. I knew who to put my faith in. We were trusting God for complete healing at some, and in it, and at some point in that journey, Eden simply believed that she was healed. It just, in her, in her mind, in her heart, she just knew, you know what? These two, these two instances happened, but I believe that I've been healed. I believe God has stepped in and, and he has just 
brought complete restoration to whatever was going on. And, um, and so when she went in for her final sort of like follow-up appointment after her second EEG, she, she was just convinced that she was healed. And as a parent, it was in, it was one of those moments where we had to really use wisdom because we knew that going in and talking to a doctor, they may not give her this absolute everything is okay. So we, we understood that. And so we said to Eden, Eden, what you need to do is really stand on the word that God has given you. You need to just hide that in your heart. You believe you've been healed. And so we're believing with you that that's happened. And no matter what else anybody else says, you need to stand firm on God's word. That's what you need to do when we go into this doctor. And, and after all of that happened, it actually worked out well that even the doctor said, you're 100%. There is nothing to be concerned about. There's nothing to be worried about. And, uh, and so God brought that healing to Eden. And, um, and we, again, were just so, so grateful for, for, not for the situation, but we were so thankful for that process that God took us through because I know our daughter is so much further along in her faith than she would have been if maybe that situation didn't happen in her, in her life. So God, I don't believe God, uh, made that happen, but it happened and God worked through that situation. And so we are, yeah, we're, you know, truly thankful, um, yeah, just for what God did through that. And, um, and I think, again, in that, it's like, it was, it was not necessarily her, um, the, the quantity of her faith or even how well she prayed because, uh, I mean, as a kid, you just kind of go, hey, God, can you like, show up here and bring healing and they they kind of keep it short and sweet and simple and beautiful and uh, and God worked that out in her heart and so but she just knew where to turn she knew that God was the one that would give the answer and God um you know completely healed her Hebrews 10:22 and 23 will be up on the screen it says let us draw near to God with a sincere heart with full assurance of faith let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. You know, I felt like tonight we needed to end on sort of like this encouraging note as we've been contending for breakthrough. Because maybe, you know, maybe we haven't seen that, maybe you haven't seen that breakthrough yet that you've been believing for. And you wanted that to happen in these like 21 days, so to speak. But maybe you haven't seen that yet. You know, this, this morning in, at our Burgess Hill campus, I really believe, um, this, this time of prayer in these last 21 days really sort of, uh, opened up what happened this morning. We, we had four people that were going to get baptized. And so they were ready to go. And then, uh, Tyler said, you know, if there's anybody else that wants to get baptized, hey, the, the, the waters are ready for you. Come on in. And so another three people got baptized. And it was just a really amazing morning of God just moving in the lives of people that, that had just kind of been, uh, had an understanding of God, had been trusting God, but just hadn't taken that step of being baptized. And, and it was just really cool to see what God was doing in their hearts and, and, and what he has been doing in their hearts. And it was just a really fantastic way to celebrate, um, uh, 
this past sort of like 21 days to seeing people um, make it an even deeper commitment to the Lord. And uh, and so I believe God just sort of, uh, it was like this morning was a bonus for just saying, hey, way to go guys, believing for, for breakthrough, believing for for me to do great things, here's the bonus, here's uh, here's some exciting things for you. And it was really exciting. Um, but he says, let us hold on unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And you know, let's be a people who draw close to God, for he alone is faithful to fulfill his promises. You know, and no matter what, I believe that's what's so important for us this evening, is that we would draw close to him. Amen? Amen. So, Tyler, if you wouldn't mind um, coming up, and and Chris and Hannah, we'll just end with uh, with some worship. You know, as I I've already said, maybe maybe you've been. Be- believing for breakthrough and it hasn't happened yet and uh, I just feel like it would be really important to take this time to say okay God I'm here tonight and I'm still believing for that breakthrough in my life I'd like to kind of create an atmosphere for a few moments to sort of give you that opportunity once again I don't know your story. I don't, I don't know what some of you have maybe been praying for in these last few days. Maybe you haven't been praying for anything. I'm not, I'm not sure. But maybe you have been praying for, for breakthrough in certain areas. And I, I would like to give this opportunity for you to say, God, I'm coming to you again this evening because I believe contending for breakthrough needs to be not this theme that's, that ended this morning but that it's this lifestyle that I am going to continue to believe for. So why don't we stand together? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.